Tyler, this is Andre, and you are on a new episode of the Marketing Innovation Podcast Show. Our special guest today is Joseph Wilkins, who is the founder of Procreative Studios, which he's been running for nearly 20 years, and FunnySalesVideos.com. Joseph is also host of the How to Make a Video Go Viral podcast, and today we'll discuss what makes great marketing and sales videos and hacks for making your content go viral. Joseph, thank you for being on the show. Good morning. How are you? How's the day going? Good. It's it's bright and early. Good though. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to uh, chat with you today. Excited as well. Very hot topic today. Uh, videos, marketing videos, sales videos, and how to get as many people as possible to to see them. Um, so, you know, I think uh, we have a busy agenda <laughs> and a lot of insightful <laughs> things. I know you have prepared uh, an overview from your own ebook, which. Um, it's for free to download if uh, our listeners here would like to get a more in-depth understanding of what we're going to be discussing today. Uh, can you tell us, uh, you know, like in the beginning where uh, they can find it and the link is going to also be in the description of this episode? Sure. So it's a it's a fairly small but packed ebook. It's called um, How to Create a Funny Sales Video Without Hiring Us. Eight simple steps anyone can follow. And you can download it at the bottom of our homepage, which is funnysalesvideos.com. Sweet. So we'll include a link to that in the description of, it, of this episode as well. And very excited to, uh, you know, to get into the nitty gritty. So... Um, Let's see. Let's build a bit of context first for our audience. Uh, tell us who who are you? <laughs> how you how did you start on this journey and what you are up to? Sure. So I started, um, as you mentioned in my intro, 20 years ago, I started an agency that was primarily focused on producing television infomercials short form TV commercials and corporate sales videos. And uh, our very first project when I started the company, in fact, the client that helped me to start the company was Little Giant Ladders. And um, within a, a short period of time, that infomercial produced over $200 million in sales, just absolutely mind blowing. Um, I always like to qualify. We were one of three production companies on that project, but it gave me a taste of the power a video when you create a very well-crafted sales message and then target to a large audience. Um, so we did that for about 15 years. We were a, an agency that would do creative for, for television and also online. We've worked with some of the biggest brands on the planet. I mean, LinkedIn, Google, Chevrolet, Goldman Sachs, McDonald's, but we also worked with a lot of smaller startups. So we were kind of a, you know, always a fairly small shop, but, but we have clients that didn't make us look that small. Anyway, fast forward to about five years ago, we really were struggling because we were, you know, kind of basing all of our marketing on old technology, television. People don't watch television the same way that they did 20 years ago when I started the agency, you know, TV, Devo, TVR, and then obviously now online streaming has just not completely, but almost completely replaced um, our, our viewing habits. I don't know about you, but I can't remember the last time I watched live, you know, real broadcast television. And so we, about five years ago, our clients were saying, you know, how do we get back to how the, the results that we used to get on television, because production costs weren't getting any lower, airtime costs weren't getting any lower, but the, the viewership was much, much lower. 
And so that's when we started to really look at agencies like the Harmon Brothers and other agencies like them that were doing these really entertaining viral style sales videos using humor primarily to entertain viewers into a purchase or at least entertaining viewers into, you know, being aware of new companies and liking new companies and getting online social traction. And um, it's funny, the, the past 15 years before that, when a client would call us up and say, hey, we saw this really funny video and we want to do something like that, we would say, sorry, we don't do funny. Go, go contact one of these other companies because we just didn't have the tools, the team. And the worst thing you can do is try to be funny when you're really not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when uh, the Harmon Brothers were um, launching their Harmon Brothers University, which is basically where they you know, would take on students and mentor them and teach them how they did what they did. And after going through their course, um, you know, we started to see just hugely successful um, results online compared to what we had been doing previously with your traditional, you know, boring style, benefit driven call to action, shove it down the throat and try to get them to buy without really giving them anything to enjoy. And and as soon as we went through their training, and and I recommend Harmon Brothers University to anyone watching, um, our first campaign hit 7 million views. To give you some context, in the past 15 years, anytime we tried to launch a campaign online, our biggest grossing views for a video was, you know, 100,000 views, maybe. And so this just catapulted the the results that we're getting. Fast forward to today, our last campaign between two videos has 60 million views. I mean, just absolutely outstanding numbers and more importantly, millions of dollars in sales. And so basically what we do now is we try to position ourselves as, you know, uh, we're still a very small shop. And so we have fairly small overhead, but, you know, trying to produce these bigger budget productions, or at least the look of a budget, bigger budget production on a, on a much smaller budget than some of our competitors. Mm-hmm. But even so, you know, some of our clients still can't afford that. And so that's why we came up with the free ebook. And, and I love to teach people my eight steps, how any business owner, small or large, can, can try to create these kinds of more entertainment style marketing um, so that they can see, you know, much bigger returns on on their ads. Mm-hmm. Super. So, is there uh, before we go into it, uh, is there a certain pattern or a certain type of brands that you um, thought was more appropriate to use this kind of funny video type of advertising than others? The reason why I'm saying this is because, for example, from our work with brands in B two B and B two C, and you know, B two B is tech and professional services and everything else. Um, you know, you always know it's an end person that actually purchases that product or that software if we talk B2B. Uh, but did you find uh, any brand can apply these principles to a certain extent? Or is there any other context advice you'd give to people before we go into the actual practice? Yeah, my standard answer to that anytime the phone rings and a potential client says, you know, is this really right for our brand? I always say, well, is your end customer a human being? You know, do do they have a sense of humor? Do they like to smile? Do they like to laugh? And so the short answer is no. We it doesn't matter whether you're producing a campaign for a very, very serious B2B 
audience or a B2C, or even we've done fundraising campaigns. So regardless of what your objective is, the key is you've got to make a relevant story. You, you can't think of this as let's just go out and be funny. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the last steps. The first step, and we, we can talk about this later, but you've got to identify who is your audience and what kinds of problems do they have? Then the rest you can create a story around. But as long as you're relevant, you start out with pains that you know your, your customers are experiencing, then build a story around that. It doesn't matter what the co- company is or frankly, what they've done before. You know, we all, we're all looking to get to disruption, something that's different than what your competitors are doing. And so, you know, I, I tell everyone B2B, B2C, you know, serious audience, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Super, thank you. Well, then let's dive straight into it. What's the first step? Where do we start? Okay, so the first step, as I said, is research, brainstorm, sorry, discovering who is your customer, What are the things that your customers are experiencing? Where are your customers? Um, and, And so the more learning you can do, and this doesn't matter if you're producing a funny sales video or writing copy for your next brochure, you've got to understand who is your target audience. The more specific you can get in creating a customer avatar, the better and more successful your campaign is going to be. And, and I talk more in depth about that in, in the ebook. Uh, the second step is once you've identified your, your customer avatar, and I'll just mention really quickly, you know, I'm not just talking about, you know, are they male? Are they female? How old are they? What's their income? Those are demographics and that's fine. You need those, but you need to go deeper than that. Psychographics, you know, what keeps them up at night? What are the pains? What's the cost of not doing something? And so you can really understand the mindset of the person that you're talking to. Mm-hmm. So the next stage is just brainstorming, multiple ideas. A lot of people will say, well, I don't know where to come up with ideas. And the first thing that you need to do is create what I call a brain share, which is basically a group of people that are all invested in the success of your project. Some of those people should be your customer avatar. So whether that's employees in your company, family, friends, um, Some of those you probably want to reach out to professional creative writers. Um, if you don't have those on staff, you can find those online from sites like Fiverr and, and other freelancers. Um, but basically, once you have a group of people, what Ed Catmull in, in his book, Creativity Inc., the co-founder of Pixar, calls the brain share, then you just start throwing out multiple ideas, you know, dozens and dozens of crazy ideas in a safe environment where there's no criticism, there's no wrong answers, because some of the worst ideas can spin off a great idea from somebody else. And so it's it's really a numbers game. And here we're all we're talking about is, you know, what's the story about? Who's the character in our story? What is the problem that we're trying to solve? And you want to throw it out in creative ways. The, the more different than what the next person is going to be doing on this timeline or on the YouTube feed or wherever your ad is going, the more different it can be, the better. But again, it has to be relevant. And if you want to see examples of these kinds of uh, videos, again, look at funnysalesvideos.com. But look at look at some, you know, go to the Harmon Brothers and go to a lot of these other agencies that produce these really same style of videos. 
but it's a numbers game. So throw out as many different crazy ideas as you can, and then kind of then you put on your kind of judgment hat and say, okay, which of these 50 ideas are our top five? And then really spend some time refining those. Um, and then finally, you got to distill it down to the one. Now you can pick up concepts or little things of the other ideas, but you, you want to really come up with your one key concept that has a, a character that has a problem that's relevant, but an entertaining way to present that problem. Mm -hmm. uh, step three is scripting. So there's three different rounds of scripting. The first is the marketing copy. And uh, most businesses have, you know, a marketing writer on staff. But again, if you're a smaller business, there are many, many freelancers that are willing to jump in and be part of your team fairly affordably. But identify, you know, what are the key selling points, the reasons why your customer buys your product. And one of the best ways to find this is to read a bunch of online reviews about your product or about your competitors' products. And, and don't just assume that you know why your customers are buying. Do the research, you know, find out. Uh, and again, one of the easiest ways to do that is to read lots and lots of customer reviews, dozens and dozens, make lists and figure out what are the most common things people are saying about why they love your products or why they love your competitors' products. But also look for reasons why they don't buy. What are the objections? What are the things that they maybe are saying after they bought it that they're not crazy about? And then first try to fix those in your business. You know, nothing, you can't sell a product with a benefit that doesn't exist. And so sometimes our marketing team will go back to the client and say, you know, we need to wait a few months. You need to fix this. Um, you need to improve this before we can really launch it because this is what customers are, are, are asking for. But if your competitor has a, a differentiating um, advantage that you don't have, figure out ways to overcome those in the sales script. Um, and then you want to go through you know, creating, taking those marketing copy points and creating a story. So this is where a creative writer would come into the team. And then once you've got your story, and most of the time I tell people use Donald Miller's story brand structure. So, you know, a, a hero who has a problem, who meets the guide, who shows him the solution, who, who makes his life better. Uh, and again, look at the different videos that are out there and just try to look at those those story points of how these videos are, are taking that problem, turning, turning it into a solution, and then giving the viewer a very easy way to, to take you up on a, on a irresistible offer. Mm -hmm. so, so the next, next part is adding the comedy, right? This is the fun part. And this is the part that I, that I absolutely recommend you don't try to do yourself. Reach out to comedians, to comedy writers, to people who can come onto your team and uh, take that story and make it funny. Add in jokes, add in witty lines, add in funny, you know, subplots to the story. As long as it doesn't distract you, but you want to find somebody who is experienced in comedy. So, mm -hmm. you know, go to your local comedy clubs and watch stand-up comedians and approach them after the show and ask them if they'd like to freelance for you on the side. A lot of the, these comedians, you know, they work during the evening, but they don't have jobs during the day because they're traveling to the next gig. Um, a lot of online sites, again, like Fiverr have comedy writers. So 
again, it's all about numbers. You want to, our scripts will typically go through, you know, we'll have five or so comedians that add to the script once the first draft is complete. And it's all about, again, throwing out as many good ideas as possible and then throwing away anything that doesn't add to the story and that's not, you know, genuinely clever funny. You don't want to be silly funny. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be dad jokes. You want to do something that will make the customer laugh, um, but also, you know, intelligently advance the story. Mm-hmm. So that's that's step four. Step five is the production And one of the most important parts is picking the right actor to portray your brand character. And so, you know, we go through dozens and dozens of auditions before we find the right character for the, for each video. Um, And to do that, you know, just reach out to your local acting agencies. One of the great things about auditioning actors is that it doesn't cost a penny, Uh, especially in these days of COVID. Most actors are set up with a home studio, kind of like where I am and, uh, and, and they'll do audition tapes virtually and they'll email them to you. And, you know, we'll, we'll go through, you know, 20, 30 audition tapes before we find maybe two or three that we think are a really good fit. And then we'll set up a callback with zoom, just like we're doing right now. And I'll audition them and I'll say, okay, that was I loved your audition tape. Now do it faster or do it with this emphasis or think about this because sometimes you know, doing an audition tape and sending it in is very different than on the day of the shoot when there's the pressure and the camera and the lights and the strange crew. You you want to make sure that your actors can respond to the direction that you're going to give them when they're on set. You also want to make sure, sure that they're good at comedy, right? Timing is everything. So delivering jokes with the right, you know, kind of cadence and also you know, speaking fast is a huge thing that we'll talk about in, in step six, but, you know, make sure that your actor can can deliver lines pretty fast because people's attention span just won't stick around if they're slow and have long pauses between sentences. So, you know, that's, that's the part, the critical part is getting the right actor. And then obviously, you know, if you have a very small budget, you can shoot these videos yourself. But the benefit if you hire a professional production team is that, again, it's going to look different. It's going to look higher production value and it's going to disrupt better than if you just film it on an iPhone because all of your competitors or most of the other videos that people are putting out on Facebook or YouTube are filmed with your phone. And so if you can look better, look different, it's going to add to the disruption. You also want to make sure that while you're on set filming, that you create a fun environment that's, you know, not, not, doesn't have stress on it so that your actors feel comfortable to improvise and to add things to the script and to just to have fun. A lot of the time, in fact, all of the time, our videos end up not matching what we wrote. It should always have, you know, additions and fun little, you know, things that happen on set that you just happen to capture on camera. And that won't happen if you're so rigid and structured that you have to stick to that script. Mm-hmm. Uh, any questions? I've got I've got a couple more, and then I'll I'll throw it back to you. Any questions so far? I think it's pretty clear. Um, I was trying to build a sort of like a practical example in my head and trying to break it down. Uh, but basically, one thing that I think it's it's like an idea that is being carried through is um, you know in order for you to actually be funny and not be cringe or silly actually know when to 
look for a professional that can give you that edge rather than you trying to, you know, be funny when you know maybe you're not necessarily a funny person in that sense. I mean, <laughs> probably you are good at telling jokes, but that's not the same as trying to make a funny video funny. <laughs> yes. I would say if there are two places, if if you are shoestring budget, don't have, you know, really, really don't have any money, the two places that you should invest in are a good comedy writer and a good actor. Everything else you can kind of get away with. You're still not going to get the kinds of results that hiring, you know, the professionals that do it day in and day out are, are going to get. But you you really want to make sure you get a great writer and a great actor. You you can get by without some of the other things, but ultimately, you know, it's about it's down to what do you want your investment to return. And so, you know, if, if you're putting nothing in, you really can't expect a huge amount out. You can definitely expect better returns than running, you know, what everyone else is running. But if you really want to elevate and, you know, get the kinds of results that I mentioned earlier, millions of views and millions of dollars in sales, yeah, it's probably worth investing in, in to do it right. But anyone can do it and anyone can improve what they're already doing with these steps. Mm -hmm. So really quickly, the next couple of steps. So step six is the editing. Um, and again, you know, I hate to keep saying this, but an editor who understands comedy and has experience in timing with, with editing those lines is invaluable. So you can even take some video footage that has been delivered a certain way. And in editing, you can improve it. You can speed it up. You can cut it quicker. You can overlap lines. I used to, when we were doing infomercials, we would hire out these focus groups where, you know, there'd be this one-way mirror and we'd be watching what people were reacting to as they're watching our infomercials. And they had this little dial where they had to turn it to, you know, frowny face, happy face. And we would see on these charts after the, the session was done, we would graph it all out and we would see the moments where the people were getting bored or they were getting turned off. And I always imagined them, you know, with a remote control about to change the channel if we don't keep it fast pace edited. And the same is true online. In fact, it's even more true because people have less attention span. So keeping it fast, cutting out the breaths, speeding things up, it's critical that in editing, you really make that pace fast, upbeat, or else you're going to lose people who will get bored. Mm-hmm. We also we also edit multiple versions of each video. So, you know, our hero version, the main version, is typically around three minutes long. Now, some people say, well, that's that's way too long. People don't click away from a video because it's long. They click away because they get bored. And so if you've got, if you've done these steps right, it will be way more effective than what, you know, some of these other agencies or platforms will recommend these 10 second short direct get to the call to action videos. Well, that's, that's good advice. If you're really, if you really don't have the creativity to hook someone's attention and then keep hooking them all the way throughout our videos, we'll test, we'll test shorter versions and longer versions. And almost every time the longer versions will outperform the shorter versions because we've created a connection with the viewer. We've created a character that they relate to. And then when that character delivers the offer, they're way more likely to buy than if you just, you know, throw out an offer before they've established that credibility. 
Um, and so we'll we'll edit, you know, short versions, long versions. We'll edit square versions for Facebook where we burn the subtitles in. We'll edit longer versions in widescreen format for YouTube and desktop. So it's all about making sure you understand, well, where is this customer watching this video? What's the best size and format to make sure that they're delivering, um, you know, with the most real estate of, of that video? So step seven is, and I guess this is kind of where I'll pull back the curtain and reveal the dirty secret, that our videos aren't viral organically. The days of creating an organically viral sales video have gone. So years and years ago, it used to be that if you would create a funny video, like Dollar Shave Club is a great example, uh, they just went out and created a funny video, put it online, and you know it blew up without spending money to promote it as an ad. Facebook and YouTube have got smart. Their algorithms won't promote your ad anymore if it's selling a product, because they know that if you're making money using their platform, that they want to get a piece of that. And so nowadays, the, the goal isn't to make a viral sales video that organically goes viral, it's to create a video that when you spend a dollar on it, you get three, four, five dollars in return. And so you're just going to keep doing that. And that's how these views rack up is because it's profitable for companies to continue running that as a paid ad. Any ad that you've seen in the past, you know, five, 10 years that has tens of millions of views, you pretty much can be 100% positive that those views weren't created organically. They were created from paid ads. But time and time again, where we go into a company and do nothing other than just replace the creative with ours, you know, we see return on ad spends double, triple, because the effectiveness of that ad is so much more profitable that, that you know, that's the goal. Is It's kind of like creating a vending machine that's full of $100 bills that cost $20 to use the machine. How many times are you going to use that machine? That's That's basically the principle here. And so every single time you create something, you want to test it and test it and test it. So in the scripting phase, in the comedy phase, in the you know auditioning phase, test this on your brain share, on the people that are your customer avatar and find out, does this work for you? Is this funny to you? Don't rely on your own opinion because your opinion doesn't really matter. It's what the customer's opinion is that really matters. And so continuing, continuing to test. And then, you know, step eight is, again, forget going viral. You will get a big boost in organic shares, but that should kind of be the cherry on the top, not the meat. Um, and so those, you know, very, very quickly, those are the eight steps that we use on pretty much every project that we go through. And, you know, 20 years experience going from the results that we used to get to what we're seeing today. I mean, we pretty much don't do any other kinds of video production anymore because they're just not as effective as when we use these eight steps. That was insightful. So uh, <laughs> let's see, let's, let's try to take a um, practical example, or maybe if uh, you have like a sort of like a case study in mind that maybe we can discuss and debate a bit from, you know, like uh, from a marketing and video perspective as well. So kind of to, to look into the applicability of that ad or, or that video, and let's try to kind of uh, dissect it into what uh, was done right at which point in time, because, um, you know, like, 
even from our conversations, a lot of marketing managers or directors or entrepreneurs that want to use video to promote their services in a certain way, um, depending on the end objective of that of, of that video, we'd have you know the videos that are used for social media ads that are let's say driving traffic to the online store versus the case study type of videos and the company presentation type of videos, which obviously they need to be different. Um, and now with the rise of, for example, TikTok, I think TikTok would be a great platform that we could uh, bring into the conversation for um, the purpose of discussing specifically funny videos, because every, I, I think, yeah, probably 100% of uh, the brands that we work with, including ourselves, um, on TikTok, it's hard to know how to make a video and be sure it's funny, <laughs> if that makes sense, if you want it to be funny. So this is a bit going back to your point of hiring professional funny people <laughs> that can add that touch on it. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'll say just a word about TikTok. So typically what we do is we will launch a campaign. And, and just a quick disclaimer, we're a creative agency. So we don't get involved in the marketing. Basically, we take a client from concept through completion of the video, and then we hand it off to another agency. Typically, the client already has an agency, or maybe they have an in-house team. So this isn't our wheelhouse, but I can speak to the creative side. Typically, what our, what we will do is we'll create the full version of the, the hero campaign, which is always our, our highest converting video. But then, you know, a lot of people won't buy the first time they watch, they're put into a retargeting funnel. And that's where TikTok and Instagram and shorter form content videos really work well for us. So they've seen that first three minute version. And then because TikTok limits the length of videos, we'll retarget them with TikTok or we'll retarget them with Instagram. And so, you know, it's a multi-touch process. They may start out seeing it on YouTube or Facebook with the long form version, and then they'll they'll get retargeted on, on TikTok or Instagram or other Snapchat we use or other platforms. So we'll edit those versions, just like I was saying earlier, the shorter versions for the retargeting. Mm -hmm. Do you have uh, maybe like a recent example in mind of, you know, like a brand that maybe you work with uh, and maybe we can talk a bit around that specific brand? Uh, I'm inclined to take the discussion into maybe e-commerce, if you have a good example sure. from that area. Yeah, perf perfect example. I mentioned them earlier, but uh, True Earth Eco Strips is one of our latest big big case studies. Um, they're a company that sells laundry detergent in a strip form, which basically means that they don't sell it in these plastic jugs that pollute landfills. And it's a way for people to do their laundry um, without having the consumer you know, waste of, of plastic. And so it's, you know, it's a mission-based company, which, you know, really helps us online because people love to talk about good mission-based stories. But we basically created a campaign that if you, if you go to funnysalesvideos.com, it's the two videos at the very top of our page. One of them, I think the numbers need to be updated, but one of them has 30 million views. The other one has 15 million views. Um, and basically what they, they did is they took a problem, which is, you know, we all have to do laundry, but 
you know, none of us really like the fact that we're wasting all of this plastic and it's going into our landfills and it's not being recycled. And so we created a story around, you know, a mom who, who, you know, isn't this extremist, but, you know, still wants to do her part. And the video just completely blew up. Within, within two weeks, we had over 11 million views. Doubled the the side in part is that it had doubled the click through rate on any video that they'd done before, and this was a vid, a company that was already doing very very well, had a very good in house marketing team, um, but the results that they were getting back from these these kinds of videos was just way more effective than the, than what they had done before. And like I mentioned, now that between those two videos and the retargeting videos, over 60 million views. Now that was an agency or a company that had a very good advertising budget. And so obviously they were spending a lot of money on Facebook to promote that ad and to get those kinds of views. I'll contrast that with another company that came to us. It was one man that was doing a very small business that had a tiny marketing budget. And they said, you know, we, we know that we can get much better results if we invest some money and hire you guys to produce a video. And within a number of months, they doubled their sales based on what they were doing before compared to adding our video into the campaign. And, you know, again, still not breaking the budget. They were doing manageable growth. So, you know, if they were to dump in tens of thousands of views like our True Earth uh, company, oh, sorry, tens of thousands of dollars into, into ads like our True Earth client, they just couldn't keep up with that growth. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, regardless of whether you're a small business or a very large business, if you're currently doing advertising that's breaking even or maybe, you know, giving you marginal results, those are the kinds of companies that are really going to see the results with this because it's just elevating you to the next level. Mm -hmm. Super. So uh, you touched on something, and I want to go back to it for a bit. And that is the you know the attention span of the people that are online nowadays. Because yep. more and more brands are producing more video content because everybody knows it's working better than static, and every platform is promoting it now. Obviously, sure. because because of the amount of video that is being produced, not all of it is good or a small proportion of it is actually really good and then i think this also affects the attention span of somebody that is used to seeing a lot of videos so you really need to have that hook early to get people to view more and one thing that i wanted to discuss with you is um insights or if you have hacks that you want to share uh yes. for for increasing um the view rate of a video like you know, say somebody wants to produce their own uh, videos for their ads or, you know. That's yeah. So, so you mentioned a key word and that is hook. You have to hook people's attention. So back in the days of doing infomercials, we would say we would do studies and found out that you had 30 seconds to grab someone's attention before they flip the channel. Now in the online world, you have five. You have five seconds before somebody will scroll to the next video. And obviously in the YouTube world, you have five seconds before you can hit that skip button. And so we know that 80% of the viewers of our videos aren't going to hear sound. The sound's going to be off. So not only do I have five seconds, I also have to make it visual 
visually hooking. And so if you look at our videos and a lot of the other videos that the bigger companies and agencies do, they will put most of their creativity into that first five, five to 10 seconds. Cause once you've hooked them in five seconds, you know, you can lead them into the story in the first five to 10 seconds. So you've got to throw as much visual curiosity into that first five to 10 seconds as possible. And you've got to make it, you know, you've got to back it up with graphics and, you know, text or, you know, just crazy things that people are like, what is going on in this video? My goal isn't to sell you. My goal is simply to make you turn the sound on and engage with the rest of the video. So it doesn't have that first hook doesn't have to be relevant to the problem or the solution. It just has to get your attention. Then I'm going to start going into the problem that I know you have. This will serve as a second hook to ask you a question. You know, do you have a problem with this or show you the problem in action so that you connect? Oh, this is actually something. Not only is it interesting, but it's relevant to me. And then basically throughout the rest of the video, it's a process of hook, sales copy, hook, sales copy, hook. Because mm -hmm. at any point, if I, let, if I let my video go longer than 15, 20 seconds without giving you another hook, I know that you're not going to stick around to just listen to sales copy. And so those hooks could be, and most of the time they are jokes, or they could be you know, an extreme case product demonstration. Um, one that comes to mind is the Harmon brothers did Fiberfix, uh, a tape that helps you, you know, an industrial st strength tape that's strong as steel. And for their extreme demonstration, they basically used Fiberfix to wrap a roll cage around a car and then threw it off a cliff. I mean, those kinds of crazy demonstrations that will get you to engage and be entertained while you watch, but it's still relevant. I think of the, you know, this isn't funny, but I think of the guys that do the, oh, I can't remember what the product is, but it, but they seal up, they cut a boat in half and then they seal it up with this, with this glue and then they put it back on the water and it still floats. So think about crazy ways that your customers would never actually use it this way, but it's so extreme that if it works for that, it must work for what you need it for. Or it could just be, you know, some visual crazy character. I think of the, you know, the 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 squatty party pooping unicorn. You know, something that visually you're like, I just have to find out what's going on here. I mean, so many ideas that are crazy will get shot down by executives, but boring is the worst thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it has to has to be a mix between still being relevant, still being on brand, not being offensive. We, we don't want to offend people, but we do want to be disruptive, uh, but be relevant. But continuing to hook people throughout that whole three minute journey is essential or you'll lose them. Mm -hmm. Now that you mentioned, uh, it just occurred to me that one of the very popular brands, uh, there's a competitor of one of the brands that we work with, a uh, much bigger company. Um, and in Europe, they have just launched um, their latest ad, like the spring ad. They are doing uh, accessories for home and things like this. Uh, the ad has no link or whatsoever with their products. It's just like starting off, you know, it's weird because I remember I watched it until the end because I had no clue what <laughs> you know? So basically it was a band and it was in the 60s, like the setup, and then uh, they were playing and there were people dancing and it just carried on, it was on TV. 
and it wasn't like a classical uh you know 15 seconds video it lasted for about a minute i think and it was nothing to do with their products or anything it was just this party in the 60s with people dancing and whatever um and then at the end there was like this balloon flying with their brand but nothing about the promotions that were running or you know like the hero products and everything else yeah that that kind of stuff to me that's a waste of money we always try to get once we introduce the product we repeat it as often as we can and we make it integral integral to the story so you know once we have established the problem the product becomes the knight on shining in in shining armor that rides in to save that character from the problem. Mm -hmm. And so that's the, that's the benefit of these kinds of stories is not only is it entertaining, it's memorable. Mm -hmm. and, and the brand is constantly hit on over and over again uh, so that you remember it. Even if you don't buy us, you know, our, our first goal is to make an immediate purchase and we see much higher res results in doing that. But our second goal is to at least make you like the brand so that the next time you connect with them, you're more likely to purchase. Mm -hmm. Fair point. And what about your podcast? Uh, now, I, I know we are preparing for a wrap up, but I was about, yeah. I, know, I wanted to ask you. So uh, I guess, uh, you know, <laughs> the name says it also, it's all about creating effective videos. But what are the types of subjects that you guys discuss on the podcast? And maybe, you know, some of our people tuning in here could, uh, could find interest in. Yeah, yeah. If, if I mean, if you've liked anything that you've heard, we go way deeper in my podcast. So again, it's how to make a video go viral. You can find it on all of the podcast platforms. It's also on YouTube. Um, but basically what we do is, well, we have an eight episode series, each episode devoted to just one of the steps that I talked about today. Mm -hmm. But then more importantly, what we love to do is interview business owners that have done this and have got significant results. So we look for businesses that have, have had you know, company transformational sales results by using these steps, whether, you know, some of the, these uh, business owners were case studies that we worked with, uh, but we're also going to be interviewing, you know, companies that we had nothing to do with and we would love to learn from them. It's a fairly new podcast. I think there's 12 or so episodes out right now. Um, but as we go, you know, I, I think we're going to I selfishly want to learn from these other companies that have had the same kinds of successes that, that we have. Super. So we'll have a link to your podcast as well in the description of this episode. Um, Great. And uh, now, so the thing is, we discussed so many things that it's pretty hard to just wrap them in, you know, like one minute. <laughs> uh, but fortunately, so we have the ebook, which is free to download, and you guys can find it in the description of this episode if you want to. I mean, I think it's going to make it easy for you to regroup all the ideas and to maybe structure a plan for your next marketing video. Um, and in terms of some interesting points that we touched on, and I think it would be good to just rebring into attention as we wrap up uh one thing about videos going viral is that actually that by itself doesn't really happen that much anymore so they always need to be backed up by advertising budgets and have a strategy of, of how you want those videos to reach the people that you want to talk to and then a, a good video will actually help you decrease the cost per view and actually increase the number of organic shares and that extra viral element 
Um, and then also in terms of the hooks and, uh, you know, how to think about the storytelling. Oh, no. <laughs> the first, first, first thing is uh, get professional help, mainly in the point that actually makes a difference. So, you know, if you want to be funny, get somebody that is a professional funny person. <laughs> uh, yep. And then also, uh, you know, if you want um, your video to shine, make sure that you have the equipment, you have a good editor that knows how to play around with that and have a good actor that can increase uh, the sort of perceived image of your brand uh, just by, you know, actually being able to successfully deliver what you want to deliver. Uh, and the third point uh, is that of using the intro of the episode, uh, or sorry, the video, um, so that you get people to turn on the volume and to engage with the other senses than just the viewing of the video, uh, so that you can communicate better on the other channels, such as uh, audio in this case, together with the video cues, uh, and actually get them engaged with the story longer, so that they can build a more um, solid relationship with your brand and eventually purchase or have a good perception of your brand by the end of this. That was a pretty good summary. <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to add now on a closing note? Um, I guess the only thing that I would add is companies need to understand that everything that I've discussed today is only 50% of the equation. The other 50% is making sure that you have a digital marketing strategy or, or, or people that understand how what to do with the click. Mm -hmm. So once my team or you have created the video that gets the click, what do you then do with the click to make sure that you don't lose it in the back end? So, you know, a very well optimized sales funnel with a great offer and great opportunities for upselling, cross selling, um, and then knowing which platforms to run those ads on. That, that's also so critical because, you know, I can create the best video um, that, that we can do. But if you don't have somebody who knows what to do with that video, then, you know, it's not going to be effective. Mm -hmm. Super good insight and now tongue in cheek, but I think I know a good marketing company. <laughs> uh, <which is> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no joking, but uh, you, you are straight on point. Uh, it's, you know, it's very important. And actually being able to retarget those people, as you mentioned, uh, it's critical because most people wouldn't buy the first time. And it's very important to deliver on multiple channels uh, over a certain period of time at a certain frequency so that you can facilitate actually and help yourself to drive those sales. You got it. Super. Joseph, thanks so much for being on the show today. Uh, I know this was a very early morning for you, so even more appreciated. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. And I, I just, final thought I'd add, if anyone wants to talk to me personally about, you know, other questions that they have, or maybe setting up a, a time to discuss a campaign for your company, there's a form that you can fill out at funnysalesvideos.com. Just scroll right, right down to the bottom and I'd be happy to chat with you. Perfect. Thanks so much. So guys, don't forget, don't forget all the links are going to be in the description of this episode. And if you are watching on YouTube, then in the description of uh, YouTube. So um, yeah. And also, uh, just if you're up for it, uh, sometimes people uh, share questions or thoughts to us directly. So you guys, uh, if you want us to maybe reorganize something like this, but discuss a different topic or go in a bit more depth on specific areas. Joseph, depending on how you are with time as well, maybe we can try to organize a second episode where we could yeah. uh, get feedback from the audience and maybe we can go a bit deeper into actual practical things. 
that might help people uh, ramp up their um, the effectiveness of their marketing videos and sales videos in this case. Sure, I'd love to. Let's let's make it happen. Super. Well, until next time, guys, thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, as always, feel free to reach out to Joseph or myself you know, if you know if you have any feedback or you'd like us to dive a bit deeper or if you have any questions. Uh, hope you found this insightful. I know I did. And, um, you know, uh, Joseph here was a very nice source of insight <laughs> being, being at the core of this for over 20 years now. Um, Joseph, thank you again for being on the show. Uh, looking forward to staying in touch and wishing you all the very best of success going forward. You too. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot.